Well, praise the Lord and God bless you today. Welcome to the Tabernacle Deliverance Sunday evening service. I'm Pastor Wells and I'm excited about what God is doing for us, with us, through us, in the midst of us, regardless of all the stuff going on around us today. I know you're probably saying that's that same old boring thing you say every week and I'm going to keep on saying it because we got to thank God for what he's doing for us, with us, through us, in the midst of us, regardless of all the stuff going on around us. And it's a lot of stuff. <laughs> I sound like that guy. Um, uh, years ago, there used to be an appetizer called Crazy Eddie at a show. He called, it's going to be crazy. But we live in a crazy day. Tonight, I just want you to know that God is still on his throne. He's Still in power, and he still cares about you. Loves you much. He'd always love you with everlasting love and concern. Our problem is we don't re reciprocate that. Is that the right word? We don't return it back to him. Right. Tonight, I want to continue in the message of war. War part three. I want to go on more a little about war. The wars we live in. Bow your head. Father, in Jesus' name, I come before you in the behalf of those with me this evening and those that are watching, listening, or however they may be receiving this message today. I ask that you touch, heal, deliver, and make free. Break yokes in their life, meet the needs in their life, cause victory to rise up in their life, and let them accept your victory in Jesus' name. Amen. It's all in Jesus' name. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited what the Lord is doing. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited what the Lord is doing. Come on, come on, come on. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited what the Lord is doing. He's doing great things. He's doing great things. He's doing great things. He's done great things for me. You got to put yourself there. He's done great things. He's doing great things. He's doing great things for me. Okay, here you go. Are you excited? Are you excited? Are you excited? Are you excited what the Lord is doing? Are you excited? Are you excited? Are you excited what the Lord is doing? He's doing great things. He's doing great things. He's doing great things for me. Oh, glory. Are you excited? Are you excited? Are you excited what the Lord is doing? For me, you got to put yourself down. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited what the Lord is doing. He's doing great things. He's doing great things. He's doing great things for me. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. 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 Glory, 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 glory. He's doing great things. Hallelujah. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. He's doing great things. Hallelujah, he's doing great things. Oh my goodness. When I think of that song that the Lord has given me, he's doing great things. It comes to mind that we're not looking at what we see today, what we hear today, what we feel today. The song said, I'm excited about what the Lord is doing. He's doing great things. Are you excited? I'm talking about future things. I'm talking about God doing greater things than what you see. The scripture declared, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither have they entered into the hearts of man. The thing that God, oh my gosh, has the path for them that love him. Hallelujah. Oh, 
hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Preparation. Preparation come from God. Oh, hallelujah. I'm fighting this. I'm trying. I'm trying to get there. I'm trying to get there. Oh, my God. Preparation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come from God. Hallelujah. His preparation in your life to be excited about what he's doing. Hallelujah. Oh, it comes from God. Man, the Bible said that the spirit of man is a candle of the Lord, and he's the one that ignites it. Hallelujah. Oh, glory, 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 glory. I'm excited about what the Lord is doing tomorrow, next week. Not yesterday. The Bible said no good thing. Oh, come on, come on, come on, come on. Somebody listen to me today. The Bible said, no good thing would he withhold from them that walk uprightly before him. Oh, y'all ain't hearing me today. No good thing. Protection on the road. Protection on the highway and the byways. No good thing. No good thing would he withhold. Hallelujah. From them that walk uprightly and obey what the word of God said. <laughs> no good thing. Yeah, my, 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 my. No good thing would God withhold from you. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm trying to get to this message on war, but this he just seemed to be taking me this way. They're talking about, I'm excited about what God is getting ready to do in your life. You may be going through all kind of craziness and nothing makes sense. Hallelujah. But God said there in his word, he's doing great things for you because when Christ went to Calvary, he gave you victory. The victory belongs to you and the battle belongs to God. God had already given you the victory. That's why the song said, I'm excited what the Lord is doing. Oh, my goodness. God has already given you the victory. He's already given you the prefix to your success. People are too busy trying to get success when God already gave you success. Oh. Success in God comes from obedience. Everybody wants top this and top that. Be tops in God and obey his word. He said he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their distraction. Preparation. God gives us preparation in our spirit and in our heart and our mind to move forward in him. Oh, come on, somebody. Eyes have not seen. Oh, y'all got to look at this for I have not seen. No, has heard what God has prepared for you if you love Him. Did you hear what I just say? The scripture says, I have not seen, and have not heard, neither have the entered into the hearts of men. The things that God has prepared for them. Amen. Look up there. Get that scripture. I, I haven't seen. Ears have not heard. I want that scripture. I, nobody. Y'all, 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 y'all not listening to me today. Eyes of nobody have seen. Oh my God. I of no man. This is what I try to get y'all to understand about walking with God for yourself. Not basing your life on some preach or some preacher or some 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 fancy guy from out of town coming in to preach to you some stuff to have you jumping up and down. No, 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 no. God has prepared something he don't know. Something he doesn't know. 
No prophet knows. I like that. No apostle knows the preparation that God has put into your hands. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me. Let's read what the scripture says. Now that's what I'm hearing. Let's go to 2 Corinthians real quick. We won't be preaching about war today. We're preaching about the message is preparation. Oh, yeah. Get me preparation of the heart is ordered by the Lord. Uh, second, first, excuse me, first Corinthians chapter two. And verse nine, let me read it to you. But, bad, but as it is written, King James Version, but as it is written, I have it not seen, nor ear heard, neither have it entered into the heart of men, of man, the things that God has prepared for them that love him. That's right in the Bible. I always quote it, but it's right there. In 1 Corinthians 2 and 9, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. Oh, y'all ain't getting me today. Eyes have not heard, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. It says that the preparation of uh, uh, um, man is from God. The preparation of the words of man are from God. I have not seen, ears have not heard, neither have the incidents in the hearts of men. The things that God has prepared for them that love them. Isn't that something? God has prepared for you, and you will know glorious things. God has prepared great things your mind could never conceive. No man could conceive the things that God has prepared for them that love him. God has set things away that no man would ever be able to go over. <clears throat> okay, I got the scripture. No man will be able to go over what God has said. God makes a, 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 a way. And he means that. That's 1633, right? Hold on. God has a plan. And a way for everybody. God ordered up things for man. That's it. Oh, that's it. Okay, I got it. Uh, it's 16 and 1. Two. Okay. God has a, a way that man, no man could go over. God prepares things for you. And he prepares things for me. But what I found out is we're too busy doing everything else that we can't receive what God has prepared. We're doing everything else but looking at what God has prepared for or trying to find out what God has prepared. Preparation. If you go to the book of Proverbs chapter 16 and verse one, let's look at that. Let's look at that. Let's look at that. 
when God changes my message, um, I have to figure out what he wants to do. So sometimes we get a little wacky on my end, and he shows me what to do. All right, let's go to Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 1. King James Version, listen to what it says. The preparation of the heart in man and the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. Verse 2 said, all the ways of man are clean in his own eyes, but the Lord weigheth the spirits. Let's go back to verse 1. The preparation of the heart in man and the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. But all man's ways is clean in his own eyes. Preparation. We are preparing for eternal damnation or redemption. Every moment we live and breathe, we're in preparation. I'm sorry. Uh, that's Proverbs chapter uh, 16 and verse 1 and 2. So we prepare our lives for eternity every day. This is why God said in his word, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. Neither has it entered into the hearts of men that think that God prepared for them that love him. Loving God is a word. Loving God is preparation for eternal life. Loving God is preparation for eternal redemption. That's loving God. You cannot love God outside of his word. You cannot love God outside of Jesus Christ. Ah, you can believe whatever you want. I don't care what you believe. It's not going to make a difference. I hear people say, well, I, I'm not religious. Uh, I'm Baptist or uh, 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 I'm with a uh, Harry Krishna. Uh, I believe in philosophy. Uh, they tell all kinds of stuff. It don't matter. It doesn't matter what you believe. People say, how could you say that? It doesn't matter what you can believe. You can believe in toilet paper. You can believe toilet paper can solve all your problems. Some people think crack can. Some people think reefer can. Stand high all the time. Some people think an alcohol bottle. Oh, yeah, there are some people that drink straight alcohol. Some people think sex will solve all their problems. Some people think money going to solve all their problems. None of that stuff is going to give you eternal peace. Nor will it give you eternal redemption. Oh, y'all ain't hearing me today. Preparation. Look at what the scripture said. The preparation of the heart in man and the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. When we do preparation, we get results. I've never seen a successful pilot that had never prepared to fly. He never had no kind of aviation. <laughs> He had no kind of aviation training. He has no knowledge of aviation. I've never seen a ship captain not know the riding. I've never seen that. Oh my God. I've never seen A police officer not know how to shoot his gun. That's something they train him real quick. Oh, y'all ain't hearing me. Y'all ain't hearing me. Preparation has to take place. <laughs> Preparation from God has to take place in your life. There is no angel in heaven or got kicked out of heaven that didn't know how to fight. Oh, the ones that got kicked out, Lord. But they knew how to fight. Did you hear me? Yeah. I've never seen 
people go out on the front lines of fighting Babylon battle against their enemy with a three-piece suit on. They gonna come with a helmet. Just like we supposed to put on a helmet of salvation and a breastplate of righteousness and a sword of the spirit and a shield of faith. Ah, oh, y'all ain't with me today. Preparation brings about success in your life. Preparation brings about victory in your life. Preparation. People want God to bless them with cars, houses, and all that stuff, but there is no preparation. Oh, oh. They used to be the guy called Reverend Ike with the pie in the sky. Ain't no pie in no sky. When pie stop fall, fall out of the sky, y'all better start running. It's going to hit you in the head. Mash up your car. But God tells us that we have to do preparation in order to inherit eternal blessing. Our eyes have to signify what it would say for him to be able to activate those blessings. Oh, my goodness. Because they activated by faith. Preparation. Some people use preparation to scam and wind their way to success. Oh, it happens every day. Just check politics out. But when you want that scripture for building your life, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither have they entered into the hearts of other men. Oh, I love that. Because let me explain that scripture a little more. Let's go back to that. Let's talk about that scripture a little more. Let's talk about that scripture one more time. But as it is written, 1 Corinthians 2 and 9, but as it is written, I have not seen, nor have heard, neither have it entered in the heart of man. Did you hear that? I don't care what nobody prophesy. I don't care what nobody say. Nobody knows all the things that God has prepared for you. Do you hear me? I don't know. I don't need to know. I got to get my own. Scripture here tell you nobody have seen your eternal end. But the Bible says something different on another line. It says you'll know them by the proofs that they're there. Mm. The Bible said nobody knows your end. But the Bible said you'll know them by the fruit that they bear. What fruit are you bearing? Are you bearing true preparation for eternal blessing, eternal redemption? Or are you just bearing fruit to be lost in rebellion? Your preparation makes a difference because it affects you eternally. But I have not seen. But as it is written, notice it says that it is written. It's telling you that the story's already written about you. It said, but it is written. It's already written down in eternity. You just don't know it. Did you hear what I just said? It's already written down in eternity. They think that God prepared for you. You just don't know. You got to get in tune with God and do the preparation to receive God. But this already written. Don't you know when the enemy was tempting Jesus, what did he say? But it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. He said, but it is written already. It's already there. It's already there. It's already written. It's not being written. Y'all don't get this. 
When we get saved, we activate what's written in heaven for us. We activate those blessings. Some people die and never get those blessings. Oh, y'all ain't hearing me. Some people let people lose, cause them to lose out and never receive those blessings. Oh, my gosh. Some people cause, I got to miss out on huge blessings, huge ministry, beautiful husband, beautiful wife, beautiful children, beautiful home, awesome jobs. I'm serious. Preparation. During the Abraham, that's what they call it, right? Abraham? In Africa, what, uh, South Africa was the Abraham, right? Apartheid. I would call it Abraham. Okay. During that time, I got to read stories about millionaire black folks. I was shocked. They did the preparation, regardless of all the racism, they still did the preparation and still succeeded. So don't tell me. You can't succeed. I don't care how bad it is. I don't care how bad it is. I don't care what it look like. Do the preparation and let God reward you. This scripture is so unique, beloved. It said, but it's already written. Oh my God. That's what the enemy tries to do to keep you from knowing what the word of God said. Because when you read that, it's already written in heaven that you are a success. You don't need nobody to prophesy to you that God's going to bless you. <laughs> Somebody prophesy to you that God is going to bless you. It's not a prophecy. Prophecy is only something that was written to you Something hidden. But this is written right in God's word. It's, did you see? it's right there, right? It's right there. It's written right in 1 Corinthians 2 and 9. It said it's already written. Look at that verse. Look at that verse. But as it is written, I haven't not seen, nor ever heard, neither have it entered into the heart of man the things that God, which God has prepared for them that love him. I heard a message during the week. And the sister was saying something so interesting. She said, I'm not going to risk my anointing for you or nobody else. I'm not going to risk my opportunity for salvation because of you. Don't let nobody cause you to miss out on doing the preparation. Oh my gosh, you want to talk about preparation? I always talk about the 10 versions. I always talk about preparation. All oh, 10 of them. The Bible said, listen to that. All 10 of them slumbered in bed. Father, in Jesus' name, ask you to touch every number of soul listening to this broadcast on the television right now. At you break every yoke in their life and meet the needs in their life. Save, deliver, and make free. You can rest, watch the rest of this message on YouTube or Twitter. Under the Tabernacle of the Living Corporation. Listen with the 10 virgins. The Bible plainly said all 10 virgins did something unique. They all slept in their bed. They all went to sleep. All of them. They all were getting their rest. Listen to this. Listen to this. They always get their rest so they can do proper preparation in the morning to meet the bridegroom. Huh? All ten. That sounds exciting. All ten going to bed. Oh, let's go to bed now. Oh, yeah, okay, I'm going to bed. Okay. I'll see you tomorrow. Everybody want to bed. Everybody have their candles. Huh? Everybody had. Excuse me. Everybody had their lamp. Five. I'm not about the preparation that was required. The preparation required that they had oil left in their land so they could see where they were going. So they could see where they were going when the bridegroom called. 
they had to have that love. Because he was coming at a late hour at night. He wasn't coming in the broad daylight. He wasn't coming in the broad daylight. He was coming in the mid-morning hours. The five went out, did whatever they did with their oil early in the evening. And they went to bed like the other five. Like nothing never took place. They had no time for preparation to meet the bridegroom. How do I know that? The Bible says it. They went and asked them, could you go out and find us some more? Uh, 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 uh. Could you help us give us some of your oil? And the wife said, no, 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 no. You're going to have to go out there and find your oil yourself. But wait a minute, wait a minute. If we go out there, look at the bridegroom. Well, there ain't nothing to do about it. The bridegroom come. You wasted your oil. We were supposed to do preparation. And the same time, go to bed. But when the bridegroom come, we be resting up till we did our preparation and rested up, got ourselves together to meet the bridegroom. We got ourselves cleaned up. We took a child before we went to bed. But when you're all cleaned up, we don't got to go through all those changes in the morning or whatever he calls. We can just get up and get knocked on and go. But you have chosen to do something else. And now you want our oil. You better go do your preparation now. You better go get your bath or shower, whatever you're going to take, and then go find you some oil. And I hope you get back in time for the bridegroom, but I already know he's calling, and you ain't getting our oil. And that's the same case with us. Some of y'all play church, you go to church, you shout, you speak in tongue, you live like a dog. You live low. You lust after women that ain't your wife. You lust after men that's not your husband. You think evil thoughts of people consistently. You carry on with all this foolishness. I wish I had him. I wish I had him. All kind of stupidness. Preparation. The preparation of man high and honor that tongue comes from the law. Your preparation is supposed to be godliness. Your words that come out of your mouth are supposed to be godliness, not cursing somebody else. Telling dirty jokes and all this other foolishness to please your family, to please your friends. That's not eternal preparation. That's to be lost. Preparation. Eyes have not he, no ear has heard. Now listen to this. There's a story in the Bible, in the Old Testament, about a prophet. The Lord God Almighty told him not to eat in the city. In the words of the Lord. Told him not to eat in the city, that city where he was told to go prophesy, and not to drink nothing. Remember I just said, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. A lying prophet comes up to him and said, the Lord said for you to go back into the city and eat. Now who are you going to believe? He chose to believe a lying prophet. He went back into the city and ate and drank. And God told him, you're going to die today. I did not tell you to go back in that city. I told you not to return to that city. Why did you do this? Prophet told me to do it. Who are you gonna believe? The prophet over God. See, this is where you 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 separate the boys from the girls and the girls from the boys and the men from the boys and the women from the girls. This is when you do that. It's based off this word of God. When God says something, beloved, let me get this clear. God is not like man, he don't lie and he don't error. That prophet choose to listen to what man said above all God directly said to him. This wasn't a prophet that another prophet told him to go to the Lord take over here. This is God speaking to this man directly. 
mind. That, that's crazy. God speaks to you directly and say, Sarah, I want you to go over to Smith Street. And I want you to help that woman that's struggling with that bag and be a blessing to her. And you say, okay, Lord, you're going down to Smith Street. And then here comes Sister Jones. Hey, how you doing, Sister Sarah? How you doing today? Oh, we going over to Sister Mary Ann's house today. You want to come? God is going to bless us over there. You deviate from what God told you directly to do. You left the preparation that God told you to walk down that street to help that woman to go show with Sister Mary Ann. And God never said that. He never told you that. You followed that woman. You lost out. You didn't do what you were supposed to. Now God got to get another servant to go help that woman. The Bible tells us, yes, Lord. The Bible tells us that one plant, one water, and God gives the increase. Preparation. Why God said it's already written? Because he already did this thing. It's already written. See, the problem here is we do not know God's word. We do not know God's power. So we rebel against him because we don't take time to learn his word and learn his voice. We're going to follow man quicker than we follow God's word. I'm not doing that stupidness. I'm not doing that. In my younger years, I've done some dumb stuff. When God say sit, I sit. When he say get up, I get up. You may laugh at me, but I'd rather do what God say than what man say. A man will screw you over anytime he wants. Man will lift you up and they'll slap you down. Look around you. Look around you. The very people that push Trump in office, some of them are fighting against him. Even though he was wrong and a liar. And they call themselves Christians. They supported that mess. deviating from the preparation that God has given you could cause you not only to lose out eternity, but could cause you to lose out on blessings on you. Did you hear what I said? It's just not spiritual, beloved. That's why the scripture said, but it is written. Talking about here. He's talking about from his word. It's already been written here. The problem is you don't know the blessings of God. One blessing that God has for the long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. That's a promise from God. You didn't know that, right? Well, it's right in the Bible that the enemy clogs our brain with foolishness. But we can't get in God's word. None of us, I'm going to say this again, and I always say this, ain't nobody over the last 25 years inexcusable. I'm telling you, 25, 30 years. I've been online on the internet about 20, probably about 20 years. Probably longer than that. Okay. Let's say I've been online 25 years. Let's say the internet publicly, because it's been around, the internet has been around. Let's say the internet publicly has been around for 30 years. So let's say for the last 30 years, y'all inexcusable. Oh, y'all that's 30 years older, old and older. Y'all all inexcusable. You say, why do I say that? Because you got smartphones, you got tablets, you got smartwatches, smart glasses. You got the works. You can even get the internet on your car. You can press buttons in your car, use Bluetooth and everything else. Preparation is there, beloved. Baby, preparation is there for you to go to heaven. And preparation is there for you to go to hell. Let's get going. That's something to think about. You can go on Bluetooth and say, and some of these stuff, you got to get it set up when you can just talk and say, find me Matthew 7 and 7. 
and they'll get you. Matthew 77. I think we were driving down the highway or going to Virginia one day, somewhere we were going, and we was talking about something, and uh, uh, um, the GPS guy got into the conversation and said, you said what? And we were shocked the GPS was talking to us. <laughs> I'll never forget that. Huh? Sorry, I mean, it says like you're getting a call to say call from so and so that want to take it, and if you don't, it rejects it. Right. That's what it could do. But this time, it actually got into a conversation we had, and I was shocked. I'm like, what in the world is this? We are a generation. That's inexcusable. You folks that hear my voice. Being known unto you, when you stand before God, whether you think he's a myth, a if, a grip, or whatever. You could think he's a jelly bean for all I care. But that jelly bean has turned all judgment of what we do over to his son. It's right in the scriptures. He's turned all judgment over to his son. So we ain't getting away. If we reject Christ as our savior, we not getting away. We're not getting by. We're not getting over. I don't care what nobody say. I'd rather be. Oh, my gosh. I heard somebody say this. I'd rather live right even if God ain't right, ain't real. Excuse me. If God ain't real, it ain't a die to find out he is real and have a live right. I'm lost. <laughs> That's what's funny. I'm lost. But I'm going to live right anyhow. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. Let me give you another story about that scripture. I don't gave you two stories. I'm gonna give you about the heart. The story goes like this: the first king of Israel name was Saul. God saw up his heart, changed his heart. God did all the work that he was supposed to do. Now, let's look at that verse. Let's go back to that verse real quick. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 says, But as it is written, I, I have it not seen, nor ear heard, neither have it entered the hearts of man. So the man that God changed his heart gave him a heart of flesh. So he could be dealt with. Because a hard-headed Israel, they kept saying, I want a king. I want a king. I, you think I'm screaming? They were screaming on I want a king. We want a king. And God said, but I want to be your king. No, we can't see you every day. We can't see you at the moment, but I've been with you every day. No, I don't want you. They insulted God. But God said, what should I do for these these worthless people that don't listen to us? I'll give them a king. So they got sold as a king. God gave them a heart of flesh so he could deal with people. That even had a stone, a stony, raggedy heart. People. Listen to this, beloved. I want you to hear this about the heart. So was told to go destroy the Emily guys, destroy them, wipe up clean, destroy everything. So mind had never changed. His actions had never changed. See, one thing you gotta learn about God, he doesn't change your character. If your character sucks, it just sucks. And went to the water. Emily got destroyed everything. They looked raggedy and sickly. He killed everything. So decide. Well, I'm going to take back the king. And I'm going to take back the sheep. I'm going to take back all the goody oxen. I'm going to take all the goody stuff. And I'm going to sacrifice it to the Lord. Now, let's look at this verse. 
But after it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have it entered into the hearts of man the things that God prepared for them. Amen. God prepared a throne for Saul and his son, his family. But because God prepared that throne, it doesn't mean you're going to get it. A lot of people misunderstand the story of Saul, so I explain it. Samuel the prophet came to Saul with the horn of oil to officially anoint him king. And when Saul came, Samuel came to Saul. Samuel said, Saul, have you done all the Lord God has told you to do? Yes, yes, Samuel. Yes, 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 yes. Samuel got the horn of oil in his hand. And Samuel looks at Saul and said, You get your preparation by the spirit of the like God said. Yes, Saul, yes, Samuel, yes, Samuel, I did everything. So Samuel said in disgust, How is it I have sheep pleased in the bathroom? Oh, um, 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 Samuel, the people told me to keep the keep the sheep and the oxen. And what I did, I brought the king over. I brought the king over. Samuel put that 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 horn of oil down and looked at him and said, "What did you just say? You did what?" Well, the people made me do it. They made me, they, they forced me to bring the king over and they forced me to bring the sheep over and they caused me to bring over the oxen and all the good stuff. Samuel looks at the and you think I'm a fool, boy? You okay? You gonna tell me the people told you what? He said, because you have rejected the word of the Lord. The Lord had rejected you king over his people. Now listen to this. Saul said, Samuel said, bring me the king. Oh, yes, well, I will bring you the king. Saul took his sword and sliced and diced the king. He died that day. And they slayed them, all the animals and stuff because they had no business there in the first place. When God says something, he means it. He doesn't bite his tongue and he don't stutter. He don't mean, oh, 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 oh. that's not God. God don't mean, oh, 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 oh. I think, I think, no, 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 no. That's soothsaying and witchcraft. He don't mean, oh, 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 oh. I, 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 no. That's soothsaying and witchcraft. Soothsaying. Keep it. One of the things I want you to learn about King Saul, and it happens to a lot of preachers, I want you to hear this, and this is a fact. God rejected Saul as king over Israel, but he yet in the natural went to the throne. I, I hear me. Saul went to the throne and sat on that throne, but God had already rejected his own family. It went God and David. Yeah, David got in some trouble down the road, but David didn't do nothing stupid like that. He did worse than stuff. In some areas, and God punished him dramatically. But the thing with David and Saul is, David had a heart of repentance. He repented when it was revealed to him what he did. So could care less. That's why he said, "What little Saul say? Say Saul saying to Samuel, I, I sinned. I messed up. No, the people made me do it. Blaming everybody else for taking responsibility. Preparation takes responsibility." And because he didn't do the preparation like God told him to do, he lost his life and lost his child, his children's life. Read the story. The cover soul rebellion and not do the preparation for kingship like God told him. He caused himself to die, his sons to die. Oh, my goodness. Preparation is important. It's not a game. It's not a, 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 a it's not a, a toy. It's something we all have to do. Look at the scripture. 
But as it is written, I have not seen. I have not seen nor ear heard. Neither had it entered into the hearts of man or things that God prepared for them that love him. Let's talk a minute about prepared for them that love him. When Jesus came to earth, they were still doing all the Old Testament stuff. Coming under some of the today. Jesus the Lord, I'm coming to volume of the book, and it's written to me. And the scholars didn't have a clue what he was talking about. When even a teenager, he's telling them that they, they still are figuring it out. They're trying to figure out this is uh, uh, John, a competent. Uh, who, who, Joseph, 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 son? The scripture says here, the things which God had prepared for them that love him. This is what Jesus was trying to get everybody to see. Don't believe me? It's in the Bible. He said, in my father's house, there's many mansions. If it was not so, I won't have told you it. Go to prepare Facebook. He said, I will not leave you confident. He said, I hold it goes to keep up if we want to be careful. Preparation. The Lord God has prepared home for us in heaven. Royalty and excitement and but we don't want to do the preparation for that. I was thinking, let's think about something. That, look at the last part of that scripture. The things that God had prepared for them that love him. Love God. He said, love God, obey God, and keep his commandments. And then he said, why call me Lord, Lord, and don't do the things that I say do? You, you read the story. Y'all know the story of, uh, what's the name? Um... What's the man name? Oh my gosh. Uh, uh, who's the one he said the resurrection? I'm the resurrection and the life too. No. Huh? Oh my goodness. John? No. Oh. Wait a minute, hold on. He told him that I am the resurrection and the life, and he told him to come forth out of the grave. Oh, Lazarus. Huh? Lazarus? Lazarus. He loved Lazarus. He offered Lazarus to show Lazarus that he was the eternal God. And he said, come forth. I want you to live now. And I want you to live in eternity with me. That's why he told him to come forth. Because he was the firstborn of the dead, Jesus Christ. That's who he is. He's the son of earth and God. So God had prepared a resurrection for Lazarus. Before Lazarus knew it. Before anybody else knew it, God had already prepared that resurrection for him. Ha! Huh. Nobody knew. No eyes saw it. No air heard. It did not get to nobody's heart. Because God himself had prepared that resurrection, he did the preparation for Lazarus to die so he could resurrect him and show what he's capable of. The blind man. That Jesus healed. They asked Jesus a question. Who was it that sin? His mother and his father. Our father. Jesus said, dummy, nobody sinned. It's that the works of God would be made known. Preparation. It wins all the time. Preparation wins out everything. Jesus said, let's talk more about love and the thing that God prepared for. Jesus said, Lo, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the age. Under your age, the end of your life. <laughs> Where? You know what's so funny about this? We're in an age of science fiction. We believe people will go to the moon, Mars, everywhere else. 
We invest in uh, electric cars, but we so stupid and dumb that they had electric trucks back in 1910, I think it was, or 1918. You can check it. You can check it if you want, because it's true. I ain't making it up. The batteries were so huge. <laughs> oh, you thought I was dumb, right? I know that. But we're so stupid. We think all this stuff is new. It ain't new. You want me to prove it to you? The Bible said there's nothing new under the sun. Go figure. Technology has never been new. It's always been around. You just didn't know it. I always tell people the government test stuff out before we get it. <laughs> Y'all got a lot to learn. The God has promised. Hallelujah. God has promised. I like that. The things which God himself had prepared for them that love him. Why over the way in my business meeting? I got to go places I never thought I would ever get to go. I'm, I'm barely serious. It's funny though. I was mumbling and grumbling about some of the places I had to go, some places I had to walk to. Some places I would have never gotten on my own. Nope, 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 nope. I would have never gotten one place. And then I, I was at a, a dinner uh, uh, after a uh, uh, thing up on a rooftop of a hotel. And if, oh my God, I would have never, that would have never happened on my own. God prepares these things for us to see and experience. I went to uh, just, uh, while I was in Florida, I went to, uh, I was on uh, my, uh, uh, Universal Studios. I was at this uh, big, uh, uh, I didn't even know they had this big uh, hall there. And uh, everybody there, they have, it was nice. I would have never seen that on my own. But God prepared it. What am I trying to say? Preparation is important. God is the first one that started preparation because he's the one that prepared the world. He knows all about preparation. He knows when we faking it. He knows when we're not doing real preparation at all. He knows when we're playing our little silly game. Chucking and jiving. You got to watch the enemy because it's tricky. He'll try to trip you up and have you believe in lies. You got to watch him. You got to watch the enemy. He finds tools that he can use to trip you up. Oh, y'all ain't hearing me. He'll find tools to trip you up, mess you up, cross you up, so you can't prepare for eternal life. Guess what? The scripture said if it was possible, it would deceive the very elect. But the Bible makes it plain if you know God's word. If you have on a helmet of salvation, hmm? the breastplate of righteousness, have the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God in your hand, and the shield of faith, you can conquer everything that comes your way. It's just something to think about. Preparation is so important. You may drive a car every day. That car? Well, that's new or old. If this didn't fall out of the sky, somebody prepared the name. Somebody had a blueprint. I used to work, I used to have a little boutique in Jersey. And there was a, a fellow business owner down the road, down the hall. And they made, uh, um, they made what you call, they called a uh, wood, a uh, 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 clay models of cars, like I'm holding this car here. They made it in clay. I never seen that till I went there. He said, no, this is what we do first. We make them in clay, what it's going to look like. And they have the blueprint and everything. And I don't have nothing to do with the engine or anything. It's just a model of the car, what it's going to look like. I was stunned. They had to go through a preparation. It just so happened. They have the idea of what this vehicle is going to look like. 
Then somebody, the engineers, have to get together. And uh, uh, those that are designing, they got to figure out what's going to go inside of it. How much weight is going to need? How much weight it can have? But it carries and it chance be. And oh my goodness. What type of engine can pull all this weight? What type of battery can pull all this weight? Preparation. Do not let the devil lie and he more lies to you. You must do preparation for eternal life. Going to church, you prepare, you get dressed and look good. That's not eternal preparation. That's going to look good. You could do that when you're going to work or going to hang out. I had an experience yesterday with one of my relatives. That's really funny. They wanted to go see a car. So I went and today with them to go see a car. We took hours before we even left. And we went and got a nice hero from this place that I get the hero. Then we went. The car they had could have killed us both from the smoke. But they were determined to go see about a new car, which they need. They did the preparation. Even though they cars even said, I can't drive this car too far. I don't want to drive it too far. I said, okay. I'm going to turn it into whatever I can get. <laughs> they might only give you a dollar, five dollars. Mm -hmm. They gave her five hundred. <laughs> but she did the preparation. If she never went, she would have never been able to look at the vehicle. She did the preparation of going on the highway with the car, going to the car dealer, and look at the car. Look at the vehicle that she wanted. Nice vehicle. A thousand times better than what she's driving. And she will remember where she came from when she, re she receives it in the natural. Preparation is important. When a boy, baby being born, there's preparation. A midwife or uh, in a hospital or whatever the case. But somebody died, they go to the mortician. I'm just telling you the truth. You want money? The old way, you went to the bank and cash your check. The preparation now is they could direct deposit your check or you could just scan your check. I go to the cash machine. It's all, all of it requires preparation. It's not going to happen without it. When they want to turn your lights off today, today, they don't do it the old way. Send somebody out to cut the wires or take the meter. They just press a button. They looked at your bill and said, they, prepared. they did preparation for no light. So they just turned your lights off. You could cry you want. Oh, the devil. Please. Preparation. Are you doing preparation for eternal life? It's really interesting. I didn't plan to preach about preparation today. My message was supposed to be part three of war. But today's message is from God again. He changed the message of preparation because some of y'all need to do preparation and get yourself together with God. Stop let You know what? I don't understand why some of y'all follow these philosophers. What is wrong with you? They go to the bathroom just like you do. They got to wash their behind. They got to shower. They got to drink tea or coffee or whatever. They got to do everything you do. Take God's word for God's word. The Bible says, search the scriptures. Only if you think you have eternal life. A philosopher cannot offer you eternal life. They had to go read somebody's book. Oh, I could go on for days about this. Get your head out of your behind and get your head in God's word. Stop letting man run your life and let God control you in a way where you could be redeemed, you could receive eternal blessings, you could see greater blessings here, let God get in your life. It's not boring being saved, it's boring being lost. Those of you that are watching this broadcast today, I admonish you, get right with God. Really, really, really get right with God. Any of you that's watching this broadcast today don't know the Lord as your personal Savior, now is the time. 
Let us pray. Bow your head with me and repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Come into my heart to be my Lord and my personal Savior. Come into my life and save me right now. Help me do the proper preparation for eternal life and not be foolish. Lord, I thank you for dying on the cross of Calvary and rising on the third day and sitting on the right hand of God. I thank you for giving me opportunity to be saved today. I accept you as my Lord in Jesus' name. Amen. Now let me pray for your Father in Jesus' name. I ask you to touch every little soul that's watching this broadcast or listening to it, having they may receive it. I ask you to save, deliver, and make free. Meet the needs in their life. Give them the strength to prepare for eternal life in Jesus' name. Amen. That's it, beloved. You can come on on uh, Wednesday night when we have Bible study on Wednesday evening at 8.15. And remember, you need to do preparation for your life to walk with God. You can't get to heaven without preparing for heaven. You got to live like you're going to heaven. You can't be living like you're going to be lost. Not going to work that way. Get rid of the religious stuff and get in tune with God. I'll see you. God bless.